Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Old Fashioned Working Whiskey, where we enjoy some old-fashioned drinks and talk about some old-fashioned work ethics. I'm Jason Courtney, your host, as always, our producer and co-host, Mr. Olin Hyde. Glad to be here today. And we are very honored to have Miss Rachel Gillette, the Chief Leadership Development Officer for the Studer Community Institute. Welcome. I appreciate it. This is so great. This is going to be fun. Yeah, we're really excited to have you. So for those of you that don't know, uh, we are based here in Pensacola and uh, we have some listeners. We have at least one in Japan. So uh, Pensacola, Florida is where we is where we hail from. And the Studer Community Institute is a great organization that we have partnered with for the last two years. Two years. Yeah. yeah. So two years that we've uh, we've partnered with and Tell us a little bit about the Studer Community Institute. You guys do so much from early development learning to leadership. Give us a little bit of a background about the Studer Community Institute. Yeah, well, gosh, listen, it was a great day when you two walked into my office two years ago. I want to say that, first of all. So thank you so much for coming in because, um, you know, what a, what great leaders you are and a great company that Office Pride is. So um, just love that and love this opportunity to talk about what we do because I'm so passionate about it. You know, we are on a mission to improve the quality of life for people and everything that we do focuses around that. Our work began by diagnosing, finding out what's a great quality of life. Because how can you say that you're you're improving it and making a difference if you don't really know what it is in the first place and where we stand as a community? So um, that's what we did. We did the research. We created a dashboard of metrics. And we said, this is where we stand as a community. We still have those. They're on our website at studeri.org. And you can, you can look at where we stand. But, you know, you can't move the dial on everything you have to pick a couple of things if you're really going to make a difference otherwise you just get you know paralyzed so a couple of things stood out one like you said Jason was education and our education outcomes for kids in this area were not as good as they should be some kids were being left behind high school graduation rate was only 66 percent which is just not good enough so we did um, more research to find out where why that was happening and it turns out that only 66 percent of children were ready for kindergarten so uh, this huge light bulb went off that the kids weren't ready for kindergarten they just didn't have a chance to do well at school no matter how many resources were put in so that's where we're focused because there was nobody else doing it so we uh, partnered with the University of Chicago we're partnering with a university in Boston Um, we now have peer-reviewed research that what we're doing in that zero to three early brain development helping their kids be ready for kindergarten is really making a difference and they've even said that it's now an economic development indicator if you can show that you have kids ready for kindergarten they're likely to do better all the way through graduate from high school and have better outcomes at the end of the day so that's our building brains we're building communities is our second uh 
second pathway, and that's raising the civic IQ. We want everybody along with us on our journey and helping us in this mission. And the only way to do that is to try and help and inform people of what the key issues are and how to be good advocates on those issues, whether it's at their neighborhood association, a council meeting, to the county commissioners, just having them understanding. So we have a series, Civicon, we bring in speakers um, each month to talk about these key issues, whether it's uh, how our roads are, how development is downtown, whether we should have an appointed or, or elected superintendent of schools or healthcare. All across the board, all these different issues. We don't have the answers, but there are people smarter than there, you know, smarter than us out there. So we bring them in, and uh, we rely on their expertise, and we learn from them. And we have thousands of people, thousands and thousands of people who tune in and listen and watch on uh, Facebook Live and YouTube. And then there's my lane, which is leadership development, which I'm so passionate about because, guys, I firmly believe that you know we all want to be happy. We all want to have a great job where we feel that we're making a great contribution, that we feel valued at work and that we make a difference. And so that can happen. Work doesn't have to, you know, suck the life out of you. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's like, well, we get paid to do it, so we shouldn't have to like it. We shouldn't have to be feel good about it. We should just be glad we're being paid. No, you know, there has to be a lot more than that. So that's what we do. Everything focuses around skills training for leaders, how they can lead and motivate their teams better for employees, how they can be more engaged and and be be better at work. And so we can really help organizations grow and thrive because small businesses are just so vital to our community and that impact that we're trying to make and that mission that we have to improve the quality of life. Absolutely. So I, I heard something and it hadn't really clicked before this conversation. And I was thinking to myself, like, so how do early learning and leadership kind of go together? Like what, what, that's so drastically different. But then I thought to myself, you're like, you know, a large number of the population isn't graduating and it's because they were never ready from, from childhood. And it's like, well, we see that same, that same statistic bear out with, with employees and training, right? If we don't invest in them early with proper training, orientation, right there, they are much more likely to fail with us as a company. So I, I think they kind of blend together, right? It may not bear the same stats, but it's it's the holistic approach, right? And that's that's the goal is the community and the holistic approach of we want the community and not, you know, as a horticulturalist, we've talked about this on, on the podcast before, but it's, you, you can't just stick a plant in the ground and be like, okay, this plant's gonna be amazing. You've got to prepare the soil. You've got to water it. You've got to tend to it. You've got to trim it and prune it. And that's your guys' approach to the community. You want a vibrant community, but you realized you had to start very early on in the brain development to have top tier uh, smart people, so to speak, here in the community that could bring high paying jobs and great companies into the area. Is that 
Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. And that's it. And I, I love the way that you've described that because it's absolutely true. You know, you have to plant the seed, but it, and you can't walk away. You have to, you know, stay with it. And, you know, gosh, I, I, can't, my, my, I never used to be great at gardening, but I'm getting better, <laughs> better at it. And I think it's my impatience, but I'm realizing that uh, you do. This is what you have to do exactly. Hold on. It requires constant investment investment and and working at it on a daily basis to make sure that you're going to get something at the end of the day and that's what we want and so yeah we're pouring into the you know this early brain development helping kids be ready better outcomes when they leave school more likely to graduate and then go on you know to get a better job maybe they go to college maybe they don't maybe they go straight into an industry but they're ready and so then all of the 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 other issues the social ills we can help those too as a byproduct so um, that's great and then once they've graduated from school we want them to be ready to work and be good at work and do well and so yeah we're attacking that from those those two different ends from the leadership and the supervisors and helping them be better because if we can do that piece of it really well um, that then helps the businesses grow and they can add more employees and thrive so um, it's certainly all intertwined yeah so you know it's it's one of those business principles right the more you put into something the more you get out of something right so we have to we have to use the gardening theme you know we have to tend to the to the seed we have to water it we have to make sure no weeds sprout up and it's the same thing with our people so we we have to pour into them but we can't just say oh you're forgotten and that's where you guys move into the the leadership side of things and that's where we really saw an opportunity to, to really take advantage for our organization. First of all, we love to give back to the community because the community is what makes us successful, right? So we realize you have to pour back into what blesses you. And so when we had the opportunity to, to really help some of our leaders, right? That's one of our big passions is, is improving because we've decided like we, we're not great right? It's Jim Collins book, good to great, right? The enemy of, of good or the enemy of great is good. And we don't want to just be good. We want to move up to those tiers. So we've, Hey, how can we, how can we focus and get better? So we constantly try to, to push ourselves through reading and podcasting. And one of the things I want to talk about is, is maybe an influential book that we've read. Um, maybe that's changed something for us. So Olin, let's start with you and then we'll go over to Rachel. I'll say probably one of the first books I've read related to business that was the most influential was the E-Myth and changing my mindset of how people look at business. And so this was when I was becoming an Office Pride franchisee. This was actually a required reading as part of the training program that corporate did. I'd learned how to be the technician We've uh, all been the technician, right? <laughs> I had cleaned and, and vacuumed. And often that's where we want to go back to, right? <laughs> right? Is it when we get And home? so I was like, oh yeah, this would be easy. And I'm reading this book and I'm going, oh, well, this is a whole new mindset of, sure, I can be a technician, but that's not how you grow a business, right? You have to work on the business and not in the business. And it really changed how I approached the whole franchise when I opened it up originally. And this was before Jason and I were partners, but, and it, it was really a big influential book and it's probably still a big influence on both of us. We're rereading it right now in the round tables that Rachel was with us at yesterday. It's, I mean, it's one of those, you can read it and reread it and reread it and keep getting something new out of it yeah. or remind yourself. So 
I agree. Highly recommend that book. That was yes. one that we got turned on to a few years back and it's just become something that we recommend all the time. And you're right, it's it's important to go back to it because you do get different things at different times out of it. And so we love it. So what's the book for you, Rachel? What what book maybe changed the way you viewed business or the way you viewed coaching leadership? What what book was influential for you? Yeah, and this is a hard question because uh, so I have right? so many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, I'm going to say when we talk about an influential book, and I, I'm going to go to, to Quint's book, Results at Last. And I think it, I believe it was published in 2007. And that was, you know, Quint was getting established in the community. And I was watching what this guy was doing. And it was amazing. And I was like, my goodness, you know, here is somebody who is really um, understands business and how to do things differently and invest in people. And I read that book and I've, I've still, I've got, you know, you get a copy when you become an employee, <laughs> a student of family and companies. So yeah, I've got mine from when I started in 2014, but I've got my old copy and it has got so many stickies in it and underline and go back to it because it's just the, the fundamentals. So it was, it, it had such an influence on me in two ways. One, because it got me on the trajectory to really following Quinn and and really leaning into what he was doing and how it worked and why it was different. And Quinn has been so influential on my life in general. And I'm so thankful now that I get to do what I do every day with him. And so that's, you know, that book was was really one of the first things. And, and then I go back to it because it's so full. Quint writes in a way that is so practical and it's so full of useful and practical advice about all the different pieces that go into being a good leader and being a good coach and helping others and bringing them along with you. So that's the one um, that, that stands out among so many great books. Yeah, so I, I wrote down a list of three in case you guys took one of the other ones, but nobody did. So I'm going to go with a, a book recommended to me by Jerry Henley, who was on a podcast not mm-hmm. too long ago. Two episodes ago. Yeah, so uh, it's called Built to Sell by John Warlow. And it's a, it's a parable. Um, it's Those are the, the books that I find myself attracted to, right, because I can follow the story. Um, I'm not ADD or ADHD. I, I just, uh, I like, he hasn't been diagnosed. (laughs) I just like to focus on a lot of different things all at once. So the story and the parables can keep my, can keep my interest and I can still glean from them. And it's a story about a guy who he hates what he does. He owns a business and he absolutely hates it. And because he's always stressed, he's always worried about cash flow. He's always worried about, you know, what business is coming in. He's always worried about keeping the lights on and paying his employees. And it talks about building your business so that it's ready to sell. And if you've got your business so that it's ready to sell, it's enjoyable, (laughs) right? So he, he builds, he's like, all right, I'm going to get my business ready to sell. And by doing these things, following this coaching that he's gotten, he falls in love with his business all over again and remembers why it was that he started it. And so it just reminds me because, you know, in the early days, for sure, it was stressful, right? Not knowing if we were going to make payroll, not knowing what customer was going to cancel or what customer was going to sign and doing sales and payroll and trying to manage most of the things myself because we couldn't afford 
any support. It was, you know, it was stressful. It's like, why did I do this? <laughs> but here we are five and a half years later and it's, it's enjoyable, right? We've brought in those pieces. We've, we've grown to a place where we can afford the support staff that handles the payroll, that gives us a VP of operations that, that goes out and implements the, the thoughts that I have. So that really just reminds me and keeps me humble, right? Because it's easy to get to a point where you can, you know, we look at someone like Quint who has had such success. I mean, in, in the hospital realm, in the, the business realm, and now even in the nonprofit realm, I mean, he just, he's been such an influencer, like you said, and, and the way that he does it, it's, it's inspiring to others. Um, so I, I just try to remain humble like that because I mean, you can easily go out there and get a big head and fall flat on your face and, and be shamed. So, but you know, that talking about your, your early start there and you look at the statistics of businesses that don't make it out of their first year, much less their second year. And a big part of that is, I think comes back to what we're talking about today is they're the limiting factor. A lot of times, sometimes it's cash flow and capital, but a lot of that is they didn't have the knowledge or the skills or they didn't bring the people in that had the knowledge and skills. And that's where you and I are constantly. And, and this is part of, I think the student community Institute for the community is we're not, we're never stagnating in our abilities and our knowledge. We're, we're constantly, Hey, what can we learn? Hey, what can we do? And, and I think that's what's so key and so critical. And that's where like we've partnered with the student community Institute and we've signed up one of our own staff members to go through your leadership certification course, because we recognize like they are great and they have a lot of potential, but we need to help them get there. And that's what's so smart about you guys, because, you know, we can be our own worst enemy. And the, the fact that you understand that we need to continually learn and grow to get better and that we have to up our skills. And so that's what's so key to your success. So just testament to you that you're continuing developing yourselves. And, you know, we talk about holding up the mirror a lot at Studio family and companies and and it's it's that it's like well how can I help others be better without holding up the mirror first and seeing what I need to do and how I can be a better leader uh, and and better business owner and so by doing that then working on yourself and it's hard because you got to run a business <laughs> at the same time yeah. and do all the daily things that it takes to be the business owner or the business leader it's hard and And we can get so distracted doing the things that just keep the lights on and the bills paid. But it's so vitally important to carve out that time and do it on a regular basis. And then taking that and then saying, okay, and now I'm going to turn around and see who I can develop and bring along. And that becomes the most important job is helping the people that you have be the best that they can be and helping them reach their potential. 
Yeah, and I think that that time carving out is where podcasts have come into play and really helped me with my time management because I have about a 23-minute commute to work, uh, depending on... About. Yeah, <laughs> 23 on minutes what, and 20 what seconds. bridges are out and, and how gas uh, lines are affecting our community. But So it's, it's a 20, 25-minute ride to, to work, and typically that's about the length of a podcast. Um, so... I have fallen in love with listening to podcasts. I, I've I've got a list here, but Olin, is there a podcast that you've listened to that you're you're really enjoying? Or I have a handful uh, that I that I listen to routinely. One of them that I listen to every day, and not that everybody else is this kind of a podcaster, but I usually start my day with uh, Robin Hood Snacks, which is a stock market podcast. It's usually seventeen to twenty minutes, and they target it for that reason. I can listen to it on the way into work. Uh, another big uh, popular one I listen to is Business Movers, which is by uh, Wondery, and then uh, a similar sister one is Business Wars. So they cover a lot of the famous battles, if you will, like Pizza Hut versus Domino's, yeah. and uh, the one we were talking about KFC. recently, KFC and the Chicken Wars. And yeah. so they talk about how these companies started out and, and ended up becoming what they are today. So those are three of the ones that I listen to all the time. And I just started actually listening to Quint's uh, podcast and enjoyed the last episode I heard there. So yeah, it's, those are probably the three that I listen to the most. Rachel, are you, you a podcast listener? Yeah, I am. My commute is much shorter than yours. I have to find ones that are shorter, but I listen to them when I walk and and so on. Yeah, it just depends. There's so many that I have on on my phone that I turn to. I mean, Brene Brown, love, love listening to Brene. Lots of, she's, she's so great with the guests that she has on, you know, sometimes they really get into it and have these great discussions. They don't always agree. And I, you know, I love that. It's like, gosh, how to, you know, really have that that deep and meaningful conversation. Simon Sinek, I love. Um, when when I'm short of time, minute with Maxwell, John yeah. Maxwell. Yeah. You know, there's a minute, and he just pours value into you um, all the time. So, yeah, and I'm constantly, you know, between friends and the and the business accelerate business roundtable that we do. There's a, we're always you know making recommendations to each other and picking them up. So. Love to hear hear yours, Jason. So, so I've talked probably. I didn't use the fourth one <laughs> yeah. I listened to because I knew you were going to say it. Well, I, I think you started listening to it because of me. Yeah, yeah, that's so. Fair. I, I talk about him all the time. He he should probably give me a shout out sometime, maybe on Twitter <laughs> or Facebook. But Patrick Lencioni, oh yeah, uh, yes. Table Group puts on a great podcast called At the Table with Patrick Lencioni. Uh, he Love just that. started a spinoff. Um, with his Working Geniuses podcast. So I'm getting heavily involved in that. We've taken the Working Genius survey. John C. Maxwell is a big, big leadership guru, in my opinion, Uh, has a lot of great thoughts and um, really has helped stir the conversation on what effective leadership is. So I listen to his leadership podcast. And then uh, the Busy Leaders podcast by Quint, obviously, is is something that we all listen to because he's had, like I said, such an impact on Pensacola um, from taking areas of town that are run down and and falling apart literally and turning them into beautiful buildings and apartment complexes and businesses to the maritime park to taking over what we used to know as the SunTrust building right on garden street which is now their headquarters at, at sci and i mean the we were just there a couple weeks ago for an event outdoors and 
the the vision that they had to turn that space into just a a usable courtyard yeah we i mean we <laughs> threw cornhole you guys provided us with with wine and beer we got to listen to quint speak um we got to listen to the the ceo of uh, victus dental just some great education networking in in an outdoor comfortable environment so i mean he's just he's had such an impact on us so that's why we we follow his teachings so closely well we didn't talk about the whiskey yet we're going to talk about it before we get to that i'd like to say you know on this whole investing in yourself is something i used to tell our franchisees all the time as when i was in charge of training and helping them open up in different locations across country was you can never stop growing yeah both in your business and yourself because i was like one is you will limit your business but two is you can only coast one direction and that's downhill Mm -hmm. so if you're not growing as an individual you're you're actually shrinking. You're yeah. you're getting left behind. And in today's world, with the way technology is growing, I think it's easier to see that than ever. That if you're not constantly seeing what's out there, what's available, how can we improve, how can we do better, you're getting left behind. Like you're you're not yeah. just coasting on a, a flat plane, but you're you're actually declining. Yeah, and, and that's so true. All on, and you know that's the goal with the symposiums that we do, um, you know, bringing in outside expert speakers and putting together a curriculum that we can do in a day because people are busy, that they can just come and learn these leadership fundamentals and get their certification in leadership. And so um, keeping on that path forward and not sliding backwards and getting the, the tools and the resources and everything. And then, of course, you know, with the conference that we do, that was another a huge thing is to it, build a conference that have world-class speakers but at a price that is affordable for everybody because again we want not just the business owner or leader to come to it we want you to bring the team with you so that they can have the experience of learning um, from people outside their normal spectrum and, and world-class and so that's Entrecon the business and leadership conference that we do in November and we're excited this year last year we did it virtually virtual normally we do it live but because of covid we did it virtual we had a fun time but we're excited yeah uh, we very different conferences <laughs> last year. i'm telling you it was the, it was the most enjoyable virtual conference i went to yeah I, i'll say i probably paid the most attention in that one yeah and for those that weren't in the entrecon uh digital world um Deji world is Deji world it. <laughs> it was uh so you may be used to more of the zoom style uh, virtual conference this was more of you were in Sims the sims style yeah <laughs> and you had a little avatar and you yeah. walked around and through the exhibit hall and interacted with people and same thing for the general keynote sessions you right. walked into the big uh, exhibit the conference hall and you sat down had to find a seat had to find a seat and uh, yeah so it, it was, was just enjoyable. so different yeah really we was. i mean we had done a ton of zoom workshops and webinars throughout the year and so we knew that they were good and useful but we kept them short right because yeah. sitting in front of a computer and doing Hard. that well how are we going to do a, a two-day conference with hours and hours of content but still have people be engaged and invested and lean in and so we did a ton of research and we surveyed people who come and so you know we 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 got this great product at the end of the day and people had fun and we're you know got the knowledge that they needed because man gosh things have changed so much right and the goal with with this year 
year, we're, our theme is the big reset. So we're looking at how we can not go back all on, like you said, but go forward. So not just go back to the old way of doing things, but reset and reimagine and re-engage our people Absolutely. for the lessons that we've learned from you know the past two years going through this pandemic and come out of it stronger and, and our businesses growing and our people growing along with us. So Rachel's not a big whiskey fan, so she's not enjoying this one with us. Nope. But what are we drinking today? They look pretty. They (laughs) do look wonderful today. So we've got an old-fashioned with the barrel whiskey. It's a private select for Maisano's, which is a uh, liquor store over in, we'll call it Biloxi. It's just outside of Biloxi, but uh, I was over there a couple weeks ago visiting some establishments that accept money for for fun for entertainment yeah yeah so i was over there doing a little bit of gambling and uh just having having some fun away and stopped back through and and got a couple of recommendations from their clerk there and this was one of them and, and also came as a recommendation from charles our cpa he got now his is obviously a slightly different blend because his was a private select for uh, a liquor store down in tampa but i like it it's it's got good. A, it makes a great old fashioned. Yeah, it's got a good little bite to it. It's not too strong. It's not too weak. So, if you uh, have the opportunity to go out and find some barrel bourbon, highly recommend it. We smoked ours today. We did. Got the filthy old cherries again because that makes the best old fashioned there is. It does. And as Rachel said, when you were making them up in the kitchen, I walked back and I even commented, I was like, wow, yeah. they look really nice. Yeah. So, you know, if you're into your liquor looking a specific way, barrel is a good one. Yeah. Well, that wraps up our podcast for today. If you haven't followed us at Old Fashioned Work and Whiskey, we ask you to do so on Facebook. We're on all the major streaming platforms for your podcast as Audible, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it, we're on it. Like, subscribe, and share. As always, it's been a pleasure to be with you. I'm Jason. And if you're in Pensacola, visit Studer Community Institute. Even if you're not, they've got great resources. Some of them are free. So thanks for sharing. Cheers.